I'm Christiana Hilberg, and this is I Fucking Knew, a show where we break down life's unexplainable moments, the times when you knew something was off but couldn't put your finger on it, and when your gut feeling was just too loud to ignore. Each episode features a guest who shares how their intuition showed up for them. These are the moments that change our lives forever. Ready to strengthen your intuition? typically give context into the guests that I have on the show. I've done it before, but I intentionally do that. But today, I feel like this deserves a little bit of context. Delaney hired me to be her operations business manager a few years ago. That's how we first got connected, which is so hilarious to me because I am not type A. Like, at all. I am a creative. I am just, I can be organized for any of my clients listening. I can be organized for my clients. When it comes to me, it's very difficult. Or when it comes to like coordinating calls, I don't know why the fuck that's so hard. But anyways, D put up with my shit for over, a. I mean, a year and a half and in that time through that time we became super close friends and she is one of the funniest people that I know and being with her is basically a laugh fest so when I had this idea to do an episode that was more focused on times that I was not tapped into my intuition that I was kind of just reckless and was still learning how to listen to myself and what made sense for me. I immediately knew that I wanted her to be the guest because she just gets me and it was such a fun episode to record and I hope that you enjoy it. Okay. I have been dying to do a podcast with you that was just unscripted, no fucking topic, just like yeah. whatever comes up. So this should be fun for us because we haven't recorded in like a year and a half, two years. Long time. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. I fucking love you. I, I fucking knew. I fucking love. I fucking knew I loved you. And I still do. Um, no, I'm excited to chat with you. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot that we can share when it comes to times that we were kind of tapped into our intuition, times that we were maybe ignoring it, times where we just truly did not know because we were so disconnected with ourselves. So yeah, I'm wherever this goes, I am open to sharing whatever comes up. Oh my gosh. And by the way, you are the one who helped me land on my podcast name. Do you remember that? Yes, I like do. sitting outside so on your fun. porch and you're like, yeah. what do you say all the time? And I'm like, I fucking knew. And it just landed. And ever since then, I swear every time that I'm in a conversation and I say it, I always yeah. think, oh, D helped me with that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like this cute little nostalgic thing. It is so nice. That was such, that was such a fun weekend. It was such a fun fucking weekend. But um, for this episode specifically, because I feel like a lot of the time 
when I say I fucking knew, it was always this, it was always like a pre, a precursor or something that like, I just knew inside of my gut. So I today want to share a story where I had no fucking clue before or after, or really like years after until I started learning more about myself and starting, started to get more in tune with myself because I think for a long time, I was just numbing. Like I didn't want to have to think about anything. I didn't want to have to make, you know, quote unquote, good decisions. I just wanted to be. And so this story has never been told. And you get to be the first one to hear this crazy experience that I've had. So can't wait. Remember back in the day when everyone was using Craigslist for everything, like furniture, whatever, I decided that I was going to use it for like woman seeking man and not even in like necessarily a, (laughs) I want to find a life partner, but like, I want to have sex type of situation. And how, how many years ago was this? How old am I? 33. So 13. 13 years ago. Were there dating apps yet or no? You were just like, fuck. Yeah, I don't think there there was dating apps. Like maybe like the old school ones, right? Where you knew like your best friend's mom was on like Good Harmony or whatever the fuck it was called, right? But not like E-Harmony, Good Harmony, good (laughs) E-Harmony. But yeah, no dating apps. There was just Craigslist. And dude, I've used Craigslist for so many things. Like getting a roommate or finding a table so I was like this place finding a dish that's the next natural next natural I mean it doesn't (laughs) sound problematic it sounds like you're just resourceful and you're like resourceful this is an efficient efficient (laughs) platform like you need something you fucking go to Craigslist so got on there my very first time using it I was actually living in Florida at the time and it had worked like I met this dude Six six, massive football player, and all I was looking for was just a a good sex sesh. Like that's it. And this dude yeah. delivered. So again, <laughs> I think that that just like in my mind, I was like, "Fucking Craigslist, man! Like it's the what? place to go." Oh yeah. So I was brand new to South Dakota. Didn't know anybody besides my aunt and uncle who were Mormon. Like, what was I supposed? You know, like I wasn't going to go to them for dating advice. And so I was like, "Well, Craigslist has proven." that it is a like trustworthy place and I'm just gonna I don't know woman searching man again (laughs) I love how you were surprised that it worked of course it fucking worked (laughs) and it worked a man showed up on my porch and (laughs) gave it to me yeah yeah yeah, that makes (laughs) a lot of sense okay keep going (laughs) but you know not all sexual encounters are like fulfilling true True. but this one was so I think in my head it was like that connection of like, okay, Craigslist, sexual encounter, fulfilling. That means every sexual encounter will be fulfilling. Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, should have known, but get on Craigslist, have like a couple inquiries, right? And like (laughs) went went with the one that felt at the time, obviously my intuition was completely off because that one felt the most like, yeah, like this makes sense. But let me just tell you what made sense, which, of course, this was 13 years ago, so I'm sure my brain doesn't remember, like, every detail, but I think he was essentially, like, older than 21, which is great for me because I was 20, and usually 
looking to also have like an adult cocktail whenever I was going somewhere. <laughs> so I was like, great, you can buy booze. And he's like, come over to my house. Like, we'll keep it low key. Oh it should have been red flag immediately. I'm so but of glad course. that you didn't get murdered. I mean, you could have gotten murdered so bad. Immediately. Like, immediately. Yeah. But because of Florida experience, I also went to the guy's house. Because you know me. Like, I don't really think things through. I'm just like, sure, I'll come to Let's your house. Do no it. problem. Yeah. Let's do it. So hadn't had a bad experience yet and didn't think I'd have a bad experience this time. So he was like, I'll grab, you know, whatever you want. And it's later on in the evening, so we don't have to do dinner or anything. I'm like, perfect. Like, I don't want to have dinner with you. Just want to have a certain kind of experience. Right. So get to his house. I don't know, I'm like 10, and he has booze. And um, we're sitting there and, like, chatting. It didn't really feel super, I don't know the word. Like, I wasn't connecting immediately with him. I felt like I still had to... I don't know, like gumption up, like, oh, and where are you from? Like stuff like that. And you, you weren't also- connecting with the stranger? Connecting. That's weird. <laughs> First of all, I just picture like your posting of like being among like white farmhouse chic hutch on the side of the road available. And then it's like pre-love rollerblades. And then it's like a nice midnight pounding. Like I, I so badly really want to see what your original posting read. It was like, I fucking like, wish what, I had it. What was the what was the title? Do you remember like the posting title? Probably like ex-Mormon girl trying to explore her sexuality. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the tagline of a novel. Um, this is so good. I was okay, keep going. I'm sorry. So you're there, you're not connecting. It feels not as fun as that other dude. Not as fun. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not as fun as the other guy. So already, I'm like, God, Craigslist. Um, Anyway, so we have been chatting for several minutes at this time. I'm like downing these beers. And he's like, have you ever watched porn? And I'm like, brand new, ex-Mormon girl. So I'm like, um, maybe twice. Like, maybe. And even then, like, it was more of like what the fuck is happening in this video because I had never once seen a porn video and was always told that it was a major sin. So I'm sure when I was watching it, I was feeling like terrified that I was going to go to hell. And so all these things are I'm thinking of right now. And I'm like, I've seen, you know, trying to like act cool. And I'm like, you know, yeah, like I've definitely watched porn before. And he was like, calling it a porn video definitely gives it away that you were not a regular consumer. (laughs) Watched a pornographic video in the past. Yes, thanks for asking. And he was like, well, would you be open to watching one? And of course, because I truly am always up for like exploring whatever, you know, whatever. I was like, sure, totally. That sounds great. Let me just crack open my fifth beer for this. And he was like, well, what kind of porn are you into? And I'm like, well, whatever, whatever. Like, what are you into? Let's start. Let's start there. So he opens up like this girl on girl, school girl, typical, whatever. And we're watching it. And the video is only the girls like sucking on each other's tits. That's it. There's like nothing else. And the video goes on like that for like five minutes. And it's just them 
like touching each other's boobs, whatever. Yeah. Which I'm not not into. I was like, sure, like this is nice, right? Can you can you imagine some of the other pornographic videos that he could have introduced me to? Like, right, right. He was going easy on me. Pretty mild. And yeah. Pretty mild. And after about five minutes, he looks over at me and says, "I have never sucked on a tit before." What? And I was like, "Really? Well." <laughs> But of course, I didn't think it was. Right, I thought right. he was telling me the truth. So oh he's God. like, I've never, like, and I'm thinking, well, lucky for you. Like, there's two <laughs> I got some. right here. Yeah, like, what? Oh so my. I'm like, well, do you want to practice? Like, do you, <laughs> do you want your very first experience to be right now? And he oh. was like, Acting oh. like that was just like that he wasn't already right. expecting me to do that. He was like, "Yes, right. I would love. Are you sure? Like, it was very. It was a consensual thing. Like, right, he was like, right. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable or anything. You know, just oh, like yeah. only if you want to. And I was like, Well, sure. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And sure as shit, he just like kind of like the video, just like pulled up my shirt, did his thing for like a few minutes. That was it. Like, didn't try, you know, because you yeah. in, a, in an encounter, like, that's where you start and then right. you move forward. But there was right. definitely no intention of, like, moving forward. It was just Whoa. the act of his very first tit suckling, and that was it. And then he <laughs> pulled up my shirt and was like, okay, like, thank you okay, so much. Thank you so much. And he was just like, you've had a few drinks, like feel free to just sleep on the couch and I will go into my room. And I was oh like, how gosh. thoughtful yeah. of him. And he wasn't like asking me to go into his room with him. And he was just like, good night. I was like, great. Good night. But I was thankful because I really had had five or six beers and I could right. definitely not drive. Right. And I slept on his couch, woke up early and left. And on my drive home, I'm just just like, huh? Like, Wow. Was he being serious? Like, if he, you know, like, did he, has he never really ever, like, touched a boob? And, like, right. lucky him. Like, I had, like, double Ds before I had kids. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, damn. And, like, I don't think in my Craigslist post I had put a picture. Like, it's not like he knew that I had boobs. And, like, what? I think I was just in shock at the whole experience I never told anyone because I was mortified first of all that I did this like it was it was yeah. like in this sense of like what just happened like I kind of felt violated but absolutely right. not in the sense that like he was very kind and it was very <laughs> consensual but then that was it and like oh. nothing like I didn't get the pounding that I had been hoping for like you know so that were you was kind attracted, of a letdown. Were you attracted enough to him to have sex with him? Or were you like glad that it it, it didn't get yeah. to the point where you were like had to say no to that? He was definitely not com like not compared to the Florida dude. Like the Florida okay. dude was like hot and I was very happily like willing to have sex with this dude. This guy was like he was like kind of tiny, like almost my size, if not a little bit smaller than me. Yeah, And so I don't know. It's not that I wasn't attracted. I think I was just in shock of like the whole time. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, we're not really connecting. You know, like you, yeah. at least for me, if I'm going to have sex with someone, I probably have some sort of like attraction to their personality or, right. you know, 
whatever. But yeah, there was nothing of that. But then I almost felt like, well, this poor guy is 24, has never sucked a boob. Like, <laughs> here you go. Like, I'll be the helper. <laughs> oh my God. Help you out here. I so that feel, was. Oh, it's interesting because, like, I, to me, that 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 kind of experience i would almost start to spiral of like what is this guy hiding like this seems like serial killer behavior you know what i mean like i don't know because i'm like i'd rather like i don't know be like the guy is trying to go for that i'm like no thanks and then it stops and it's awkward but it's like you didn't even try so like what are you what are you doing in that room like what's going on afterwards <laughs> once you You're suck totally on right. a boob are you like i don't know are you making like <laughs> a doll out of like human hair. Like, I don't know what you're doing in there, but I don't trust it. And maybe that's a problem that we just don't even trust people who are respectful in a weird encounter, right? That's probably like, no, we've we've been conditioned to be like, men are fucking, in, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're gonna go for everything all the time or whatever. And just right. expect that you gotta play, you know, defense all the time. And um, that's their nature. And maybe that's the problem is that we don't trust the people who just want to suck a tit, right? <laughs> like maybe that really should be the new norm. That's I just a, wish though, like, probably. <laughs> I mean, obviously now that I'm older. Yes. That dude has sucked a tit, if not many. Like, if, especially if he's on Craigslist. Yeah. I'm sure he was like. Probably has a fetish I, maybe. Right. So he was just kind of, that was like his thing, which is totally fine. Yeah. But then just be up front and like have a category in Craigslist under fetishes for like really love sucking boobs. Right. Like if anyone's interested, please right. hit me up. Cause you know, right. there's crazy shit out there, fetish shit where there's like, yeah. oh my gosh, Joe Santa, I can't remember his last name, Santa Gato or something. He does, he used to do that. Like he used to do the Craigslist fetish stuff. And I would laugh for hours because it'd be like, belly button here like urine yeah. from the full moon shit and so I'm like yeah. this dude could have totally fit under that but you know that there's people seeking for that and I probably would have landed on it at some point and been like up for this but right. it's different when you go in knowing that yeah. that's going to be the situation rather than right. going there with like an open mind of like okay, we're probably going to have some drinks. We're going to have sex. That's it. Maybe he's got like one of those baby fetishes where he dresses up like a baby in a diaper afterward. Like he sucks the teat of his unknown mother and then he goes into his basement and then he puts on his diaper and like crawls in a crib or something. You know that what I mean? Like, be, maybe, yeah. maybe there's something else going on that, that you just saw half of the fetish and then the other half happens behind closed doors or something. But listen, like, like I'm willing to believe this dude already that he's never sucked a tit that like... Like, if he would have just told me his fetish, I'd have been like, can I burp you? Can I change your diaper? Right? Like, I'll help you with this, dude. <laughs> like, what do you need from me for the next 45 minutes? And then I have to go. But, like, oh my God. Wow. Wow. I mean, you really you really put yourself out there. That's that's one thing that you really, you really like, you know what? Uh, time to catch up on all the experiences I didn't have. Everything from, yeah. Craigslist tit suck to who knows what's next. I'm sure there's been a lot more things that you've tried. And uh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. When you feel you like have you're to try. Up for, yeah, when you feel like you're making up for lost time, it's like anything goes, you know? Like Yeah. It's kind of a bummer crazy. that Craigslist has fallen off. Like I'm wondering if there were too many creepy <laughs> things that happened that people were like, we gotta get rid of this crazy fucking platform. <laughs> yeah. Because it really was like the wild west on there. Like you could post yeah 
about anything for anything do you remember were you ever on there um i was on there for like looking at things uh for like to buy from a garage sale. So yes, definitely was on Craigslist just for very different activities. Uh, maybe like looking for a roommate. I think Craigslist was like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you wanted to sell something or barter or whatever, but no, definitely did not do the Craigslist uh, fetish dating situation. But I was on like, when I was doing stuff, I was doing a lot of like, um, okay, Cupid. Um, okay, okay, Cupid was the hot spot for me. I found a lot of boyfriends on Okay, Cupid. I don't know what it's like now, but it was like Okay, Cupid and Plenty of Fish and Tinder was kind of nice. popping off. But Okay, Cupid was definitely like my my go to, my Craigslist, if you will, was Okay, Cupid. Craigslist. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. No, and it's just like wild thinking back and being like, what in the actual fuck? Because there were many red flags, and also just thinking about. At different times in our lives, like especially mine, that my intuition totally was turned off. And yeah. some of it I think was like, yeah, probably A, because I was fucking curious, because I feel like for so many years of my life, I was always just shamed for fucking doing anything, like letting right. my boyfriend even think about touching my boobs. So when this guy's right. asking this, I'm like, sure, like let's try it because everything else around my body always felt really shamey and icky. And so I definitely a pendulum swing in my life where it was like nothing to like everything, like you name it. I, I will try it because I have no idea what to like relate it to. And nothing ever felt like a red flag to me because I didn't know what to look for. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. It totally makes sense. Totally. Yeah, I feel like with my dating stuff, I felt similar in the in the sense that I was trying to catch up for lost time because I was in like a four and a half year relationship from a very young age, from like 17 to like, I don't know, 22 or something like that, um, on and off kind of. And so when I got out of that relationship, I was just like, I just want to date. I don't really care if uh, I'm feeling the person or not. I just want to meet people have experiences and and all of that and um wasn't even yeah I I kind of was of the mindset of like well I followed like a the a feeling of like feeling in love with somebody and it didn't really work out very well because the relationship was not great so maybe you're not supposed to feel that way maybe you're supposed to just kind of feel like whatever I could take it or leave it you know and maybe that's how people yeah. get into relationships <laughs> that actually work so I was really like a lot of those experiences trying to force myself to like feel or like the person or stay with the person even if I wasn't feeling connected to them or attracted to them so I'm like well maybe this is like a healthy normal thing that you're not really supposed to feel like too intense feelings for somebody because maybe that's how you always like end up in a crazy toxic you know unhealthy situation yeah so I can I can relate to just like making up for lost time and being kind of down for whatever I mean I went on a date with like a guy who like you know only rides motorcycles I'm terrified of them I was like fuck it I'll ride a motorcycle with this dude you know um just things that I wouldn't normally probably have been likely to try in the the dating world um god there's I mean there's so many there's so many things I would just kind of I blew through a lot of dudes <laughs> literally and figured. <laughs> 
I, I used to set I used to set dates up like they were interviews. I would go to the same little cafe and I would schedule all like my okay cupid dates. I would do like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the same day with three different dudes. And in between my dates, I'd go to my car and change my look up a little bit. I put like, you know, if my hair was down, I'd put it in a ponytail, put some new lipstick on, maybe change my shirt or put a little jacket on because I kept going to the same place and I'm thinking maybe they won't realize it's me over and over again with a different guy. Um, so yeah, you know, I tried to be efficient about it, uh, having a, like jam packing my experiences. Um, and then, you know, some people turned into boyfriends and some people didn't. And, you know, was there any, like a completely wild experience where someone said something or offered something where you were just like immediately, what the fuck? I, I did. Okay, so there was one situation where the guy showed up. He did not tell me that he uh, was from Germany, so he had a very thick accent, which is fine. He had a very thick accent, um, showed up, and um, so I was like, oh, it's interesting that he didn't, like, mention that. And then um, he, quote-unquote, for, forgot his wallet, um, so I had to pick up the tab for the date. And mm-hmm. then... He asked if I wanted to go have sex with him in his helicopter or his airplane or something. He had like a private jet or something. And I was like, no, thank you. He's like, what about a second date? And I'm like, no, this this date did not go well. There will not be a second date. So that was kind of an interesting one. Um, There was a situation where I didn't realize that I had met the guy before. Like I, I was doing so much online dating that apparently, I don't know, like a couple years before, what I thought was the first time meeting him. We went on a date and it just like, what well, I wasn't feeling it. And we just kind of, I kind of maybe ghosted or fizzled out. And then years later we messaged again or something. And we went on another date and again, didn't like the person he thought maybe I had a change of heart or something. And oh, I was shit. like, I've never met this guy before. And so kind of fizzled out. He's like, well, how did you do this to me again? I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's really bad when you're like, you're dating so much that you don't even realize that you've gone on a date with the person more than once. Yeah. Um, or, or we had connected on a, it was something of, of that nature where like, I probably should have known that I had met him or connected with him in some way and wanted it to just kind of fizzle out more than once. I'm like, oh God, what are you going to do? <laughs> so I I was kind of, you know, I wasn't the most connected person to myself, but probably wasn't great for other people either. I was kind of unknowingly being quite an asshole. Um, and then, oh my gosh, this was not too long ago. One of my friends was on a dating app and showed me the guy that she was going to go on a date with. And I was like, oh my God, I think I recognize him from like, doing stand-up or whatever, right? And yeah. like, we must have been on shows together or something. And then um, it turns out that, no, I had gone on a date with him and also forgot about him, too. Oh, my God, <laughs> so, Dee. So it was. It was. I know. I'm not proud of it, dude. But, like, this is where my head was just, like, I, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm dating. Uh-huh. I'm also, like, I'm not wanting a relationship. So I, my brain obviously just didn't think it was important to, like, keep this... <laughs> retain this information of who I was who I was meeting and who I wasn't and um, but apparently it came out on the date that I had gone on a date with him and we had even kissed and everything I mean again not proud of it right but you know it was a few years in between or actually maybe actually longer than that several years in between so I'm like oh my gosh 
again, I'm not remembering that I went on a date with this person because again, I mean, also like LA, like I'm being a little bit judgy about it, but LA is different than fucking South Dakota where like, oh gosh, you know what I so mean? Like there's people. maybe 80 people that I, that were like in the network. Whereas for you, you're probably meeting people all the time, Every especially day. at your shows. Yeah. So I'm just like, that could eat. Yes. Yeah. That's I, fine. Was, I was meeting not memorable. people every single night. I was going on dates. It was just new people overload, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and I was so focused on trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my career and figuring out my own stuff. And I wasn't looking for anything serious that I wasn't like, I just, you know, if I go out and have fun for a night or a couple of dates or something, it's just not, I, <laughs> it's just not really top of mind if I run into them again I guess I don't know um totally I had one time I was working with multiple I don't know maybe like 15 colleagues and it was I was using tinder at the time and I ended up kind of dating a guy from tinder and he ended up coming because I was um not coming coming but you know coming (laughs) to the work and um the one of the guys after he left was like, you'll swipe right on him, but not on me. And I was like, what? Um, and he was like, yeah, like I, I've, you've been in my, whatever the fuck, like right, I swiped cute. right on you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, ha ha ha. But I felt so awkward. I didn't know like what to say. I was just like, oh yeah, that was probably an accident or something. And then it was just, like this awkward thing because I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I usually only swipe right. I'm very superficial on there. Like, it's not like I fucking know you. I'm just looking at your face and I'm just like, am I attracted to this person? Because when you don't have that, that face-to-face connection with someone where you're just meeting them for the first time, it's hard not to just be superficial. Like, okay, I'm only looking at your face. I either think potentially I could or no and like I guess you were one of those no's but like not because I don't know you and think you're great now but right when I saw your face a couple months ago it was definitely a no (laughs) like that sounds bitchy but at the same time I'm just like that is the app right like that is fucking the app you don't swipe right right on like potentially I could like them like no you don't know oh my gosh that that reminds me when I got into uh, a lift a lift you know I I was I was um oh my gosh I think I was actually lifting home from like somebody I was dating's house and the lift driver mentioned that um you know he had swiped right or whatever on a dating site on me and so he like basically thought I would recognize him and kind of started chatting like we had talked on there or something yeah. And then basically told me and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even take a freaking lift without being <laughs> but by everybody. Why? Uh, why are you being an asshole to me? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, th- those things. It- it's tough. Like you said, it is very like one dimensional. You're seeing a, fo- a few photos and maybe some fun facts. And that's kind of it. Um, I would do things. I mean, w- my approach to dating back then was very much just like. Let's get off the app as soon as possible and just go meet for coffee or a drink or whatever, a snack in person. Like, I don't want to go do this back and forth texting thing. I think now if I was like to be on them at some point again, 
I would try to roll it over into like a FaceTime chat for like 15, 20 minutes before meeting somebody in person. Cause yeah. I do think you could get a feel for that before, totally. you ha- before you spend like an entire hour or whatever in person with somebody, I think you can weed it out a little bit that way. So, um, but they didn't have that capability uh, back when I was on the apps. They didn't have like the, the video chat built into no. the app yet or anything, but I would definitely do that before like, you know, making plans and meeting somebody and then not feeling like you can leave a date. Although I did, I did leave a date early one time where, um, gosh, it was just really weird vibes that this guy with, I met him at a bar and he just was saying some very like offensive things as Mm -hmm. we were getting to know each other. And I was like, this guy, something feels off here. And then he took a phone call in the middle of our date and was like yelling at the person on the phone and so I was like, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was like in the bathroom, like, okay, I'm just going to, I, I want to say something to get out of this or whatever. Cause he'll be, he'll see me leave if I just take mm-hmm. off or whatever, which I, I wouldn't give a shit about that now. I would just, yeah. I would just have left, but you know, mm-hmm. in my early twenties, I cared a lot more about what people think. And, uh, I just got back and uh, I was like, I'm going to, I have to go, I have to go early. Something came up kind of a thing. And I thought he was leaning to try to like hug me goodbye or whatever. And he was leaning in to try to kiss me over oh this tape table. And I was like, no, not, <laughs> not interested in that. Thank you though. <laughs> you know, great meeting you. Best of luck, that kind of thing. But that's the only time I left early. And I think it was like maybe 35, 40 minutes into the date. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even that, that abrupt. Good for but, you. I think that like, and as I now have three kids of my own, like talking about, all of those things. Cause I think for me, there was so much about like people pleasing that came with it. Like make sure they're comfortable, make sure that like, if they ask about something, like you don't yeah. want to be like a disruptor, right. Or oh, you don't yeah. want to be like the person that's causing some sort of scene, which is just so funny. Cause anymore I do want to be that person, right? Like right. I do want to be the person that's like calling you out for your bullshit. And just like you, like now I would totally walk out and feel no reason to give any sort of explanation exactly yeah but definitely like I remember even like second or even third dates I would say yes to not even necessarily because I thought anything was going to come of it but because I almost felt this like well they asked me and I should say yes like that's the nice thing to do but then I would almost get like ridiculed for it because it's like you were leading me on and I'm like but I wasn't though like I felt like I don't know it was just like such a wild time for me because I was trying to figure out like what is what how do I feel when I am just up front and how can I handle this situation whereas like asking a friend just like didn't really do much for me because every single friend is different every single friend is going to handle it differently And so for me, it was like, okay, does it feel better if I just say like, eh, like I'm not really feeling this, like I'm glad we connected, but that's that. Or do I really just want to be like, don't like you, you know, like I don't want to lead you on, but this is not going well. Like I don't want to keep ongoing. But yeah, it was just such a, a learning experience for me to be out of the religion, dating, and also dating after a marriage where it was kind of like a totally different vibe. Because at that point, there was certain times where I was just looking 
for what I was looking for before on Craigslist was like, I just want to fuck somebody tonight. Like, that's it. That's it, period. And like, I don't necessarily care if I like you. I don't care if we really have a conversation. I just want to like have fun for one night and like, that's it. But then after that, like after a few months of that, then I was like, you know what? The people that I want in my life, I actually do want to like them. And I do want to have like some sort of connection with them. And also yeah. like, it's not just me anymore. Like it's, it's my little one. And so if I am going to be serious about dating, then, you know, I need to be choosing people who I actually enjoy and who I think I vibe with. And, oh my God, I'll never forget this one guy. I was like, so into him. He was like checked all the boxes that I thought, you know, a partner should check at the time. And um, he was like, listen, love spending time with you. Love like our one night things, but like, that is it. Like, I want nothing else from it. Like I would never marry a woman with a child. I would never. And I was just like, okay. Like, thank you so much for being super transparent about that. And I think we hung out maybe like two more times after that and that was it but yeah it was refreshing to have somebody be so honest with what they were looking for and that was it and it was so it kind of made me feel like you know what if he can be so honest like why can't I do the exact same thing it was kind of like an expansion an expansion moment for me because I think for however many years, you know, I had just always thought like, it's your job to make sure that everyone's comfortable and like feeling good. You don't ever want to hurt someone's feelings. So like, just take it easy. Whereas after that, I was like, oh, you can like be direct. And he wasn't mean. It definitely was like, oh, sad. Cause I liked him, but it was not, it felt like kind of an empowering moment for me to be like, oh, you can be like this too. Right. Oh yeah. I, I think uh, I did a lot of, uh, I, I tried to be direct when needed, but if I feel like I, if I feel like I didn't have to be, and this, the same result would happen, I tried not to, like, I tried to be more people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I also was a little bit nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't know these dudes. Like, I don't want to piss one off and then like be in danger or right. something. You know what I mean? So it's like totally. that kind of like survival kicks in of like, if they ask you on a second date, and you're by yourself because they walked you to your car and nobody's around. It's like, what do you say if you're uncomfortable and you don't want to go on a second date? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a lot that, you know, we, we've had to think about as, as far as our safety goes. And so for me, it always felt way safer to end something via text versus in person, depending on how much I knew them. And, you know, if things could just kind of fizzle sometimes without us having to talk about it, great. Or if they kept asking and, and you know, or they asked a couple of times to go out, then I'd say, like, I'm, I'm just kind of feeling a friendship vibe or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a weird experience. Uh, and I, I definitely hit a wall where I'm like, okay, this is not what I want anymore. You know, this is like, it used to feel really fun and exactly what I wanted. I was able to like focus on my own goals. I had so many experiences. I dated a lot of people. I had a lot, I had a few like boyfriends as well. Um, and met some really incredible men from doing this and kind of figured out what I want, what I don't want. And then, you know, at some point the just kind of casual stuff felt very empty and unfulfilling. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm done and I'm ready for something else. Like, so I think I was, I'm glad I listened to myself because I really needed that time to just 
put myself first of like, okay, I really want to do stuff with that dude. I'm going to see if he's into it, you know, and then I'm yeah. going to go about my business. Like, I don't feel like I, I don't want to, you know, take care of everybody's needs. I think I could have done a better job in a lot of situations, um, mm-hmm. being like kinder or whatever. Um, but I think I was also still reeling from a very traumatic relationship where my needs were not taken into account at all. So I think maybe I felt a little bit justified with not really giving a shit about dudes needs. And that is not Mm -hmm. okay. But I I was so young. I didn't realize I was like, who, whatever, this guy probably doesn't give a shit about any of the girls he's dating. Why do I have to give a shit? Right. So yeah. um, Yeah. I I would definitely deal with things differently now. Um, But that whole, you know, us, you know, being socialized as a woman of like, yeah, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Be ladylike. Like, invite everybody to your birthday party even though one of them is your fucking bully and terrorizes you right like you don't Mm want to hurt their feelings so it's like we've been told to put other people's feelings first and um you know like yeah and sometimes when you put your own feelings first like people are gonna get their feelings hurt and like that's okay totally oh my Um, gosh thinking about that was one other thing that I felt like a little sad about was being so young and not understanding what I was doing, like potentially to the dude. Like, I'm like, God, I held so much shame around so many things that I probably was like projecting that shit onto them. Or like someone shared with me once that he had dated um, a Mormon girl and how she eventually ended up breaking up with him because he wasn't Mormon and wasn't going to become Mormon. And I was like, oh yeah, 100% have done that like multiple times right. and didn't do that as like, you know, to be mean or hurtful, but because it was like a part what you of knew. the religion. Yeah. It was a part of your belief that like, if you were Mormon, you married a Mormon. And if they weren't Mormon, then you converted them to become a Mormon. Right. And if they right. didn't, then that was like not an option for you. And so just thinking of things like that and the way that I handled younger relationships where I would just be like, sorry, but like, you're not exactly what I need. And probably like almost shamed them into feeling like they might've been, you know, not good enough for some sort of reason. But to me, it was just because probably in my head, I'm thinking, well, shit, I can't make it to the top kingdom if I marry this dude. And eventually that, you know, anytime you have sex, it could potentially lead to marriage. So like, make sure that if you're going to have sex, Chris, that you're having sex with Mormon guys at least. And that, which you're not even supposed to have sex as a Mormon. So I don't know where my thought process was, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Like, it's I just like the like... guideline. It was a guideline you were given your whole life. Like it totally yeah. makes sense. It totally so, makes sense. So I'm like, God, do I have some sort of like, you know, like, do I have some sort of obligation now to go back to every guy and be like, I was holding shame and I probably projected that on you. And I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like I need to complete the yeah. circle somehow because I'm just like, God, he probably at some point had some sort of thought like, damn, or like has a, has a thought because I said something at one point, I don't know, maybe I'm putting too much weight into it, but I have thought that because I'm like, God, when you grow up with such strict beliefs, it's hard not to project that onto everybody you come in contact with, whether you mean it or not. Oh, of course. I know. It's like, what is what is that title of that movie? To all the men I've something before or whatever. It's like to oh, all the men to all to all, all the men, men I've dated I've, or all the men. Yeah, I've hurt before. I am sorry. I'm real sorry about that. Uh 
you know, I was doing the best with what I had at the time. And I, yeah, it's like, I think I handled a lot of things very well. And I think I could have handled a lot of other things much better than I did. Um, and um, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't do a lot of it uh, the same this time around if I was ever back in the dating world for whatever reason. But um, I want I, you to tell us about, because we've talked about dating and how we yeah. didn't fucking know, but what about when you knew that you were going to marry Cam or at least wanted to marry Cam? Yeah, so I've had a, some very weird instances in my life where, um, okay, so uh, this was six weeks. So I've been with my husband for a little over seven years. And about six weeks into dating, we were like dancing in the shower and we were singing a song or whatever, like listening to music, right? And it was, uh, okay, I know it sounds so crazy, but sometimes you feel like uh, you can you can hear words that are not your own or you can feel words that are not your own if you've like, had that experience right so it was almost like somebody said like this is your husband right like that was it and I'm like oh that's fucking weird because I have dated a lot of people and had boyfriends and never had that moment of like you're actually going to marry this dude mm -hmm. and so that was like wow that was weird where'd that come from and um Married him. Yep. Married him. Um, but that was, it was so early. It was so early on that I was like, can I really trust that? That's a very strange, uh, uh, it was a really weird feeling and it's happened only two other times in my life. One was when I was 15, I got really, really sick. Um, I was having all kinds of digestive issues and health issues and was going in and out of different specialists. Nobody knew what was kind of going on. I had to get a lot of different tests and I was in, at, at school in the bathroom one time and the word just like bacteria popped up in my head, like bacteria, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then very shortly after, um, we went to another specialist who ran some tests. I had like a big overgrowth of candida, which is like a, uh, you know, a bacteria kind of thing that we all have in our stomach, but I had too much of it. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting that, um, I, my body like knew that's what was going on. It, I don't know, maybe trying to communicate with me. It sounds yeah. so weird, but it was such a very, it was, it was the same feeling that I had when the words kind of popped up for can and, and then, you know, that like about the illness I was having. And I think I even told my mom, like, could it be a bacteria? You know, like it was such a weird occurrence in my school bathroom, but I like felt like I had to tell somebody that this was weird that happened. Yeah. Um, so those are the only two instances where I feel like I got like a weird message from my body or something right mm -hmm. um and then there was another instance uh when I did uh I wasn't really doing stand-up for the first time but I was in this in college uh this class where my friend really convinced me to take with her and it was like basically long story short you had to perform like an original monologue in front of a live audience for your final Mm -hmm. And um, I basically was doing stand-up without realizing it. And so that moment of like being on stage and like getting the kind of those first laughs, I felt like a really weird sensation, like very warm, like kind of, oh my God, I have to, I guess I have to pursue this. Like it was, it was without question of like, oh, I'm supposed to do this next. Um, so it wasn't like words, like the other instances, but it felt uh, very weird. Like my body immediately got warm, like filled with kind of light. I like it. Like oh. I don't know. It was really weird. And um, 
I was on a track to do something totally different, by the way. I was a religious studies major. I was going to be going on to become like a professor. I was considering law school. So not comedy related. Yeah. And I, I changed course very quickly told my you know professors I know no longer needed like recommendations for my master's programs that I was applying to like all this stuff and I did it I did it for you know the next six and a half seven years um but that was a really weird like oh I know without a doubt I'm supposed to do this other thing next and Mm -hmm. fuck all my other plans it was very weird so those are three instances of like moments in my life I guess you know one about my relationship, one about my health, one about my career path. Um, yeah. yeah, what about you? Anything come up for you related to that? I think what's so interesting is that all of us feel those things, like the I fucking knew, so differently. Like some of them, even even just in your three, like they yeah. were a little bit different. Like one of them was yeah. words, like, and almost like a I don't know, like you were with that person and it was just like, this is it. And then the next one was, yeah, like a phrase. And you were like, maybe this is it. And it was like your body telling you. And then the next was just a fucking feeling that you were like, okay, this is the path. And I, you know, not right this second. I can't recall like exact words, but something that I've been practicing the last few years. And sometimes I feel like a fucking like broken record because I constantly talk about religion and growing up in such a conservative religion but you're basically taught and I've told you this multiple times is that like you're taught to not listen to your intuition so I think growing up it was just so muffled and so low and so turned down that I didn't even like I'm sure I had a lot of those moments right where I felt a certain way or I was maybe like you know urged in a certain direction but maybe I didn't listen because you know, we're taught that like, if it isn't really like revolving around the church, then it's probably Satan. So like not, not to do that. Um, And so I think for me, it's been really getting back in tune with my intuition, with my body, with listening and, and actually following through with it. Because there are tiny little instances, like where the fuck are my car keys? And I'll get like a little tiny, like ping like did you check in Roxanne's purse that's pink underneath the counter and I'm like what and sure (laughs) as shit there it is but it's but some of me is like is that really just because I at one point saw her with my keys and she was carrying that bag and my mind is just remembering right right I for me it's just more of like getting back there it I love this story and I actually think I shared it on self-helpless when you and I were talking but Kurt, when he was first walking up to my house the first night that he came over, and I like never share it, but he like was walking up the steps to my house. We had never met. He was coming over for a New Year's party and he was invited by a friend and he was just like, you're meeting your future spouse here. And the thing about Kurt is that he had never brought a girl home. He had never like thought that he would get married. Like he just wasn't it just wasn't in the plans for him. Like he never thought that that would happen. And he, you know, was a world traveler. And at the time was like training to go into the military, which isn't really the time that you're looking for a partner. And so I remember him coming in and I didn't have those exact same feelings, but I do remember feeling really excited about him because of how he was 
acting. Like we were all, you know, 27 and he was very disciplined, which he still is, but he was just like, you know, I can only stay for about 45 minutes and then I'm meeting my family and he like wasn't drinking. It was just very, I was very like drawn to him. And then he stayed in the friend group until he left for training. And throughout that entire time, like he was a very consistent person in the way that he showed up. And I loved that because I think for myself, I was on such a roller coaster that it felt very grounding to have somebody in my life that was showing up so consistently and kind of showing me that like, oh, at this age, you can also be consistent because I was hanging around with a bunch of people who were also numbing, right? And trying to like drink all the time. And it was just, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just very, whenever I was around him, it just felt very grounding. And he never like tried to make a pass at me. He was just always very friendly and very kind and always willing to like help out if that need, you know, if I needed something. Um, And so it just felt so natural when we did end up, you know, just deciding to hang out, go on a date. And then I was like, oh my God, like I've always had that like warm home feeling with you um, that I haven't really ever had before. And I think um, he has now for the last seven years been able to watch me truly get to know myself better. Whereas, you know, when he knew me then, I was just kind of like drinking and not really, right. you know, knowing exactly how I felt about things. And so he has watched me been able to like, you know, work through so many feelings and emotions of leaving the church and figuring out who I am and the career path I want to be on and yeah. the type of people I want to surround myself with. And so, yeah, there's something really beautiful about having him as a partner and he's always known who he was always like, and he even like, I've always known who I was and I always knew like, you know, a type of path that I wanted to be on. And so it's just, it's been very, and I think I've said this before is that he's just very consistent in like who he is and how he loves me. And we were just talking about this the other day is that I'm like, you are the, the first person who has loved me the way that I needed to be loved And not that that's always been, you know, easy or simple or like super romantic, but in a way that where he's like, I see you, you know, whatever you need. And so, yeah, such a totally different world than what I had come from, you know, and and me being able to figure out who I am has probably been a little bit a part of that because he is a safe place because he is so consistent because he is grounding. Whereas I have been in relationships that are, you know, with people who are more like me, more like up and down and all over the place and exploring that it doesn't really allow so much for feeling safe and feeling like, okay, I can kind of explore who I am. And I always know that I'll have someone who's there to like reflect back to me and be a mirror. And, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, but I do love that he that he shared that story because he isn't really woo woo. And so I love when he's like, I just had this cute little feeling and I'm like, Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It is weird how sometimes, yeah, your, your body picks up on things before you do, you know, like your, cause when, when I got that little twinge of like, this is your husband, I was like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like I I was dating the guy for six weeks, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was not looking for a husband. I was not, I was looking for something casual still. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, 
that's ridiculous. And so whatever was going on, whether it was like energy or some kind of signal I was picking up on or whatever, um, it, it, it knew before I did. It, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it feels, whether your, your brain's picking up on something and trying to, trying to communicate that to your body or vice versa. Like it is really weird. Like whatever's happening when you have a feeling, whether it's you're picking up on energy or your, your brain seeing little things that it, it's happening so fast that you don't even realize it. Um, totally. Very, very, very weird. I, um, some of the things that have freaked me out the most probably have been when I've known that people or animals were going to die. <laughs> this is like a very weird recurring thing over the last, um, I don't know, several years or something. And um, uh, yeah, it's uh, like before there's a diagnosis or anything, like you just get a feeling or what? Well, okay. So it's always been, okay. So the first one that uh, really freaked me out was um I was hanging out with Cam in our bedroom one day and I we were laying in bed together just like relaxing and I just got this weird overwhelming like rush sensation over my body where it's just like somebody in your family it's their last birthday like that's that was the message like someone's about to die and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh and it like it freaked me out and I had like a weird um, kind of like vision that paired with it. It was so weird. Right. And it, and usually I would not share something like that with Cam because he is so not the woo person. And I don't want to think, I don't want him to think I'm absolutely batshit crazy. So I would have kept that to myself, but he was laying right next to me and I was like, Whoa, you know, Whoa. And so I'm like, I know this sounds weird, but like, I know wholeheartedly somebody in my family is about to die. Like it's, that's, I don't know how I know, but I just know within, I think it was like seven days, my grandfather passed away and he hadn't like, he was old obviously, but it wasn't like a, um, you know, even though he was very old, it wasn't like you were given, like he has X amount of time to live or, you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, they'd been around for a long time. Um, and within that, like, yeah, seven, eight days, he was admitted to hospice and then immediately like died within, I don't know, a few days of being in hospice. Right. So I'm like, wow, that's so weird. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just like, I knew without a doubt, like I was willing to say to my husband who doesn't really believe in this shit, I know for like a fact, somebody is going to die Mm -hmm. very soon. And, um, how did he receive that? He's just like, okay. <laughs> I like, I, I, I just, I think he's been used to me being like, Ooh, I have a weird feeling, but yeah. not like, not something so matter of fact. And then mm-hmm. um, this weird little vision I had that was paired with it was being at my grandparents' house and like being given a gift. And so I was really worried that it was actually the person that was giving me that gift it who was going to pass away and I was I was like oh my god this person like much younger would have would have like really you know um and so I was like oh my gosh what if it's this person but what happened was that is the person who called me to tell me that my grandfather had been admitted into like officially in hospice so it's like I had a vision about the messenger delivering me a message almost about the overall person like does that make sense like I was at my grandparents house being given being handed something and here this I was like being handed a message about 
my grandpa. It was so fucking weird. And I, I was like, I'm just going to keep this to myself because it sounds so strange. And, um, I actually had talked about it and like admitted it on self-helpless. And I was like, Oh, people are gonna think I'm crazy. I'm gonna get so many weird messages. And I was, it was overwhelmingly, um, so many messages about like, Oh my gosh, something similar happened to me. I knew, you know, my parent was going to die 24 hours before they died. Like all these mess. So not like you're crazy and all that. It was so the opposite of like, thank you for sharing that because I have felt crazy too. And Mm. just tons of experiences of like, yep, I knew somebody was going to pass away and they did. And it made me feel really, you know, kind of creeped out or whatever. Um, And like validation, you were giving them validation and like, we yeah. are we are energetic humans and sometimes I think we forget that like yeah. we are meant to be intuitive and like we're right. meant to be connected and like feel things and hear things and it's a part of like generations that have done it and so even when yeah. I started um talking about you know like energy work that I was yes. working on because you know for a while it was kind of yeah. like a focus of mine and yeah. I remember being freaked the fuck out when my one girl I was working with was like can you just do this as like a trial and I know after now that she was like I was doing that to kind of push you forward into it but then when she like gave you know the person all the things that I had said and everything that had come up the person wrote back like oh my god like every single thing had like happened within the past week all of these feelings all of these thoughts and blah 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 and that was kind of the first time I think that I was like, you can trust yourself. Like, right. even though you, we tell ourselves that like over and over, or even for little tiny things where we like get a ping and then it later comes true. And we're like, oh, like we knew, right? Like I fucking knew I trust myself, but I don't think I actually let myself trust myself until I was actively like having people be like, Hey, want to do a quick like energy reading on me and I was like well we'll see what comes up because I right sometimes you feel fucking crazy because you're right. just like seeing things right like a little tiny vision that you're like I have no clue what this means I have no idea how the other person is going to receive it right like can't like you saying mm-hmm. that I'm like I don't know how you're gonna receive this it's you know it's a little bit scary, but after, you know, practicing over and over and getting feedback and having people like, I think I told you this one, I did a reading and I was like, I'm seeing a trailer park and like, you're living with your grandparents. I didn't know this person at all. Like they just reached out to me. So I had no history into them, which I've done like close friends. So it's a little bit different because I feel like I do have a more, you know, like my outlook on them is a little bit different. I've known them for 20 years, whereas this person had no idea who they were. And I was like, this is what I'm seeing. And it felt fucking weird and it felt uncomfortable. And she was like, I grew up in a trailer with my grandparents. Oh my gosh, that's why I was like, okay, what? And so I think that coming from never trusting myself to being thrown or being being yeah kind of thrown into that space and then learning to trust myself I think it really was like this uncomfortable push that I needed and maybe not even to like necessarily quote-unquote help anybody else but I do feel like it was just kind of a needed thing that I personally needed to be like 
you're in tune, Chris. Maybe all the shit that you don't, that, you know, maybe all the shit that you think or that comes to your vision is like 100% accurate. But also, right. like, we're all in tune. Like, somebody right. else could do an energy reading on me and really they would just, like, we all have that gift. Like, we all have right. that ability to, like, tap into ourselves. And it's basically like meditation and just seeing, like, how we feel, what comes up. And it's just such a fun thing to practice, especially with people who are open, like open yeah. to just being like, okay, I'm open to this kind of like the tit sucking thing. Right. It's just like, I'm open. <laughs> like this could be great. This could be awful. <laughs> Don't know until you try it. Gotta exactly. try it. It is interesting how the more that you do like work on it, the, the stronger it gets. Cause like, Oh yeah. Things really started happening more when I made a conscious effort to start trusting my instinct more in just any way possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, you know, some advice that I had, had been given to is just like, yeah, when you have an idea or a thought, whatever, just like allow yourself to follow it. Right. So if I have a dream about somebody, I allow myself to look them up or send them a text or whatever. And mm -hmm. something, sometimes something weird will happen. Right. Like I'll, I'll like, Oh, I have this dream about this girl from college and then I'll look her up and see that she had a baby last night, right? Like, so I'm like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't allow myself to be like, I'm just going to look this up or I'm going to Google this thing or I'm going to whatever. Right. And and without doing those things, I would have been like, oh, that's weird. And then gone about my day. Why did I have this weird dream about this girl from middle school? Strange. Okay, bye. And when you actually allow yourself to follow it, there's some really interesting things and connections that you might make where you're like, that is very strange. Um, mm -hmm. I had I had this really, really vivid dream about my grandpa. Um, and it was just us like walking down this grassy like knoll somewhere. And he just kept saying, uh, you're looking pluck, you're looking pluck kid. And I'm like, I don't know what what that means, right? You're looking pluck. And he had a very thick Irish accent. You're looking pluck, right? And I just woke up being like, what? And you know when you have a very vivid dream versus like other dreams where you feel like that felt different than my other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I like called my mom and I was like, did grandpa ever say this word? She's like, no, it doesn't really ring a bell. Like I, we've all heard of the term like plucky, right? And that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but never like you're looking pluck. Um, and so I was just like, okay, that's weird. It's probably just a weird dream. And then I, I decided to just Google the word and, um, found that pluck um, was old English boxer slang. And my grandfather was a professional boxer in mm -hmm. England. And I was like, holy shit, what? Boxer slang, you know, <laughs> English yeah. origin. And it's not something he said when he was alive. So I was like, Come, how do you explain that? I don't, I haven't heard that before. My family hasn't heard that term. And that's the thing that I remembered from the conversation in the dream. And I just decided, fuck it. I'm just going to look this thing up. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I did. I'm like, oh, wow. Weird. Really weird. What did it, what did it mean? Like to look pluck? It means you're looking courageous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that. wow, that is so interesting. Right. Um, yeah. So just things like that where like, it's at, at minimum, it's just like a fun thing to do. It's oh, just yeah. kind of entertaining. It's just kind like, of fun. Oh, I had a dream about this. I'm just going to look it up. Or I'm going to text my friend like, hey, I had a weird dream about you. She's like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you, right? So it's mm -hmm. just, even if you don't believe in any of that shit, it's just a 
it's just a fun time. Oh, and yeah. um, we had we had a really incredible woman on uh, the podcast not too long ago who does like dream work and dream interpretation and like helps you with that. And um, I told her, I was like, I, this sounds really crazy, but I, I, I've really, I've known when people were going to die, when, when animals were going to die. I knew when like my friend was going to get her period when we were like in elementary school and I felt like kind of creeped out. Right. And she's like, yeah, you're probably you will be bleeding in the next month. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I, I had a dream and this was the dream. And then basically it happened. Um, wow. And so she's like, yeah, that's not really weird at all. It's like, you seem to be picking up on somebody's what's happening in their body. Right. So picking mm -hmm. up maybe something that like your friend was about to menstruate without you realizing it when it was right. Picking up like maybe the last time you saw your grandfather, something you picked up on the fact that he was not doing well internally and you just didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so all these things, I was like, that makes the most sense because they were all people that I saw in person that obviously something was going on with their body or the animal or whatever. And mm -hmm. I just was like, I know that this is going to happen. And should I tell anybody? I don't want to freak people out. And right. I don't want to say something that it's not the case. And so that had, that made the most sense to me. And, um, that makes total yeah. sense. It's really weird. Right. I love that. I love it. Okay. Well, let's give a couple hot tips for people who are <laughs> wanting, want to feel crazy. No problem. <laughs> got tons Not of them. those down <laughs> oh my god no just like we've both been in places where we haven't listened haven't trusted and then have listened yeah. have trusted and like maybe just things that you've done to like so for me I have been trying to validate things so like if I have a certain thing that I'm like looking for or needing I try to find ways to validate that. So for instance, and I'm talking about me reading people's energies every now and then, if I want to feel validated, I will do a reading and then I'll be like, Hey, put this through your filter, see how it felt for you. And just hearing responses back, like is yeah. a huge validation that like, Chris, you are like, you, you are in tune. Or right, like you right. can follow like that little thing, or even let's, let's not even talk about energy work, but let's just talk about in my day-to-day -day work life and my career. Sometimes I'll get like these little feelings where I'm like, hmm, I think that this client might need XYZ. I'm just going to ask. And then I'll ask and they'll be like, oh my God, that would make me feel so good if that, you know, and it'll just be like little tiny things, nothing that's like right. massive or a huge game changer, at least to me. But to them, they're like, oh my God, actually, now that you say it, that would be extremely helpful. Or that is something yeah. that I have, have been thinking about, but haven't known like how to put into words. And so yeah. it's just like things like that, where it's like, hey, instead of living in fear of like, oh shit, people are going to think I'm fucking weird. Or my client is going to be like, no, thanks, but thanks. You know, like instead yeah. I just do the thing or say the thing. And then I just let it happen how it's meant to happen. Because right. I think it's, it's like a win-win. Like it feels good to me because it's now up and out of my body. And then it also gives them an opportunity to say yes or no. And yeah. that's that. And so I think that's a really great way that I practice listening to my intuition or that inner voice or whatever it is, is that I'm just like, okay, great. I got this thing. And now I'm just going to put it out there and see what comes back. 
Yeah. What about for you? Yeah, no, I think just like thinking of it as just kind of a fun game without like, without any weight, right? Like, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I had a dream. I'm just going to look this word up that I found in a dream or, you know, I'm just, who cares? It takes a second and it's just kind of a fun thing. And I think the more that you do that, I think you get faster with your decision-making of like, I had this little twinge and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And it just maybe makes you more decisive, maybe more trusting because, if you do that enough, I think for me, I have started to realize which twinges actually seem to lead to something and which don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you, uh, like, sometimes you actually don't even know why you know or how you know something, but your body just knows. Uh, so, for example, I was in a relationship for a long time where um, when I would leave, like, his place, I would just cry all the way home. I just, I just had a feeling I'm like, I know this person is going to hurt me really badly. I feel like something is off. I feel like something is up, but I couldn't point to anything. It was just like a body response. So it's not like he had done anything that night or said anything mean. It just was something innate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, years later, I find out that he was cheating on me behind my back, had like a full on other relationship with somebody. Um, for like, I don't know, over a year, right? So I was picking up on something without really realizing that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're having even responses like that, um, or if you are, you're not like, ah, I feel like something's up and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm researching it and I'm trying to figure out like, what is up with this person or what's up with this situation? That is enough. Like you don't even have to know what exactly it is, but the fact that you're even thinking to Google things because you're confused or whatever, that is sometimes all you need to be like, something isn't right. I don't have to have all the fucking facts to make a change or to confront something or to leave a situation. And I think especially being women, we have we have we have been told that like we are crazy and we this and don't listen to yourself. I think we put this pressure on ourselves to have every single fact before we make a decision or do something or bring something to somebody. Mm-hmm. And just our our if we're having a body response of some kind or an off feeling, that's enough to be like, all right, I'm moving on to something else. I and you fucking don't have to explain it. Yeah, I love that point because I think sometimes in our society, we're out to like fix something like, oh, we see this wrong. So now we have to like, kind of like to your point, like we have to like find out the reason we have to like dig to the bottom yeah. of it. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, let's figure out why. Let's look at all of the reasons. Let's, and it's like, holy shit, that's it though. Like the the feeling is it. Like there's right. no, and kind of like what we were talking about before is like, you don't have to give a reason why you're fucking standing up and leaving the date. Like you just fucking leave and there doesn't have to be any other reason other than like, I have a bad feeling and that's it. That's enough. And that's good enough. enough. God. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Oh, this was a, this was a a deep one. (laughs) We had a lot. We covered a lot of bases. The Craigslist tit-sucking. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Everything from that to, you know, knowing your grandpa's going to die. I mean, what else could you want from a podcast episode? We're trying to give the people what they want. (laughs) 
Oh my God. I just have to tell you one last thing before we hop off. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I told you this story, but Kurt and I got matching pineapple tattoos. Did I already oh tell you Oh my gosh. This? Yes. And apparently and that's the, like a swinger thing or something. Yeah. But like, also <laughs> I'm not a fucking like expert in swinging like at yeah. all, but people yeah. think I am because I shared this story once. Right. And right. so I swear to God, people will be like, so is the pineapple upside down or right up? Like just randomly, <laughs> like in a friend group, we'll just be chit-chatting yeah. and they're like, oh my God, had a conversation with someone. They were talking about pineapples, thought of you. What happens? And I'm like, bitches, I don't know because I am not a swinging expert, but it's just so funny because I'm like, I guess I just... Mm, funny exude that I have all of that knowledge <laughs> and the people need that info and they're coming to me for it and I'm like I wish I could help out more but yeah. I can't because I just don't know you seem very open to trying shit I think that's the vibe it's like you're very open like hey whatever I will I'll follow my bliss I'll try this thing out you have a very like free kind of vibe so i'm not surprised that people think eh, she's probably banged five dudes at once or something where'd you get that from yeah. where'd you get that from why would you <laughs> think that i mean I if am. she if she was on craigslist looking for a <laughs> for a you know a, a good time i bet she's probably done this other thing right i mean yeah oh my god doesn't mean it's correct but i i can understand why people think that you've maybe had a variety of experiences especially coming from the background that you did where you're like, I'm going to try some shit. <laughs> I'm going like, to try it all. I'll I'm get a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo. But yeah, yeah, it's just so funny how like now all of a sudden I'm a fucking expert because I got a tattoo seven years I mean, ago. But my gosh, I think you should learn how to capitalize on it and just be the totally. next the next big thing. <laughs> I'm like, should I? <laughs> Is this the universe telling me that I need to go down this expert route? Like maybe I should know all the things about pineapples and that could be like like a fabulous new <laughs> career thing for me I don't know but yeah I just had to share that with you but um this episode it. has been real and a plethora of all the things which is one reason why I love you so much is because we could literally sit on and talk about one topic that leads to the next that leads to the next and pretty soon it's been like five hours and we're like oh shit we've covered oh, everything yeah. and there's all still the more Oh, I know. I could talk to you all day and night. I love you so much. You truly are an amazing person. You are a really special person. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad to have you in my life. I yeah. really am. Ditto. Ditto. You're my fave. You're, you'll always be one of my favorite people because I think that it's so wild that I was just thinking about this the other day that I'm like, she hired me to be an OBM and like, type a like you're more type a than me but i'm like girl i will get you organized in not an organized way like you know what talk about feeling and intuition i hired you off of a feeling i totally did i mean not that you weren't that you didn't have a skill set too but like it was very much more about like i enjoy talking and connecting with this person and i'm really glad i did even though it was like C minus skills, it's like, okay, we'll have some skill building here. <laughs> you know God, what? It's like it's a little exactly embarrassing. What, it's exactly what I needed. I needed, I'm like, I don't know what I'm up to. <laughs> so I'm like, we are in this together. <laughs> no, I just like cherish that time. Bless you for having me as your OBM. And I feel like it was totally meant to happen just because 
we were meant to be in each other's lives and that was the thing at the moment but anyways exactly exactly love you thank you for coming on and having a wild combo with me thanks for having me all right talk to you soon. soon bye If you fell in love with Dee, which I am sure that you did, you can listen to her on another podcast that she co-hosts called Self Helpless that covers a variety of topics and her and Kelsey and when Taylor comes on, they are just absolutely hilarious. It's such a great show, provides motivation to create positive change and practical tips and it's amazing. I'll link that in the show notes.